Welcome to the Man What Podcast. Man What. Man What. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. Oh, I'm Michelle Turner. <laughs> oh, and I'm Marquisha Ricks. All right, so we have a great story about why why we have been trying to do this for like <laughs> it's like three years now. Three years. Yeah, because it's it's been a while since we sat on the porch anywhere and talked, right? Yes, but it started on the porch at Martha's Vineyard. It was my first trip to Martha's Vineyard. You all have been going to the vineyard for years. Years. Yeah, we have been going a while. Yes. And, uh, and so we sat on the porch and we were just having this really rich conversation about, I don't know, whatever. We were having this rich conversation. What were we drinking? Uh, I know. I <laughs> was, it, was it Prosecco? Was it champagne? What was it might it? have been Prosecco. Or it could have been some good um, Russian vodka. Because mm. I was drinking Russian vodka at that time. Mm-hmm. From our brown liquor girls these days. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know whether I was drinking beer or Prosecco. But we kept having conversations like and like through the conversation we kept saying this should be a podcast <laughs> we should do a podcast this should be a podcast <laughs> and, and we think it's we think this is a good podcast because we're we're all women who are beyond uh teens and 20s and 30s and soon to be 30 <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, I am the baby like of the Michelle, podcast. Michelle, Michelle and I, like Michelle is... I am 60. And I'm 56. And Markeisha is the youngest. At she is the baby of the bunch. More than a half yet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. more than yeah. 39 and a half. More than a half. So, so we were riffing about how uh, the world sort of changes for a woman at, at a certain age. You know, we we... Our, our fuckability is questioned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We're women in transition. Uh, you, you know, know we're post menopause. Right. Some of, some right. of us were post our post menopause. I am perimenopause. <laughs> <laughs> what we say all that to say? Ain't no babies coming. Ain't through, no babies coming through, through here. These no. vessels and, and <laughs> the childbearing is done. And done. the motherhood piece is on its way out too it is waning that is transitioning as well yes because we have children that are are grown or growing adults yes and we're women in career transition as well yes indeed i'm a a recovering journalist who is currently (laughs) on sabbatical today is day one of said sabbatical clap 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 and uh i'm transitioning out of a big house into a smaller space and uh kids are flowing Getting kicked out of the nest. <laughs> Build some wings, Danny. <laughs> you'll get them on. Trust me, you'll get them on the way down. <laughs> the wind beneath your wings. That's who I am. And the yes. foot in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> For sure that, too. Mama got a brand new bag. Okay. <laughs> and a new address. <laughs> and a new address. <laughs> so... So we wanted to do this podcast because these are the voices, these are the kinds of things that are not being, that are not showing up in the magazines, they're not showing up in TV shows, they're not showing up anywhere, but there is a whole bunch of us that are in this age cohort who are ready to embrace a new phase, a second, not even a second phase, but just a much more transitional phase of our lives. We've raised the children, we've had the careers, we're doing other things, mm-hmm. and 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 we need to talk about that uh, amongst ourselves and with 
uh, our community of people. And I think with with younger women, too, because there's there's beginning to be um, not a fear of 50 because yeah, when like the new I five or something, yeah, <laughs> right. You know, because when I turned 50, it was sort of like, oh, you know, women all over were saying, oh, so this ain't as bad as I thought it was. <laughs> I thought this 50 thing was going to mean, you know, I, I'm decrepit and I'm getting old and, and I need orthotics, orthotics and, and got to wear the ugly shoes and, you know, them funny looking dresses. And it was like, no, because look at Angela Bassett, you know, look at Marjorie Harvey. Look at Shaka Khan. And Oprah. Oprah's and 62. Oprah. And Jada's yeah. not that young anymore. Jada just turned 50. Jada yeah. Yeah. So there you go. So you start thinking about, well, okay, they're talking about this, but what are we talking about in our smaller communities? Yep, they're celebrities. You know, they're going to talk about their lives, and granted, their dresses are fabulous. And they have help. Absolutely right. They, they have, have help. help. <laughs> They have helped you know. to facilitate their fabulous lives, right. but the rest of us are in the trenches doing this thing for ourselves. Yes. So that that is the the yep. ongoing conversation that we're always having on the couch during the winter time in front of the fire. <laughs> with good in the summertime on the terrace in front of the owl shop with cigars. These are the conversations we're having. With good brown liquor. And, yes. and if you don't know where these places are, we're recording in the beautiful Elm City, New Haven, Connecticut. The yes, there are black people in Connecticut. Yes, and lots, yes, there are lots black of people. black people. There are a lot of black people, brown people, all, all kinds, kinds of, of folks. People. So don't let it fool you. Connecticut is not that, uh, dare I say, white state that most people think it is. Mm. You know, because in case anybody was confused, we are uh, yeah, black. We are <laughs> we are blackity black black black. black. <laughs> we got. Natural hair and everything. Yes. <laughs> and and natural hair salons and soul food restaurants and black churches and, and historic and, black churches. Absolutely. Yes. And a freedom trail and yeah. and, and a black civil war um monument. Yes. yes. So we got all the And we are also the home of the Amistad movement. Absolutely. Yes. And possibly could have been the home of an HBCU. The first one. <sighs> one of the very first. You know. Damn Would have been the <laughs> <laughs> And yes, if you don't know anything else about New Haven, it is where Yale University is. But if Yale wants to send us a check, we ain't mad. Corporations. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all HBCU grads. Yep. From North Carolina. Yes. 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 I North Carolina. <laughs> yes. So Michelle Turner is from uh, A&T. <sighs> Which is the greatest homecoming on earth. Yep. And if the you goat. haven't experienced it, you must. It gets Absolutely. better every year. Although, I will say, this year it was crowded. Well, of and course. I, I mean, go- you all have like an international <laughs> reputation at this point. Y'all got people at, at homecoming who didn't even go to your, like, not just didn't go to your school, didn't even go to college. Had never heard of. They're like, I just heard that this was this lit. This the party. And here I am. And so here it's I a am. little crowded on the yard but that's okay 
Yes, we love it anyway. The more the merrier. I am. And everybody's loving each other. Absolutely. And Mm, I I am down the road in Charlotte, North Carolina, Uh at Johnson C. Smith University, soon to be the former home of the CIAA tournament. (laughs) Yes, and I'm going. I'm going to the last one. We're going to Charlotte for the last um, one. I, I might try to get to the last one. I, might, I haven't been in it forever. I, I never used to do CIAA when I was I'm in school. I'm not too far from, uh, I'm just down the road from Con- from uh, from Charlotte in Concord. Concord. I'm at Barbara Scotia, which is the school where Mary McLeod Bethune was educated. And so, but I spent a lot of time Ooh. stomping around on uh, <laughs> both campuses, I bet. <laughs> Probably a little trip. I, I think my name is written somewhere. <laughs> On some cobblestone on Smith campus. So, yeah. Unfortunately for us, no one uh, decided when we graduated on the day we graduated to underwrite any of our college education no. by saying, hey, look, you're going to graduate with no debt like the good gentleman Did at Morehouse in the class of 2019. Yeah. I saw Shout out to all the Spelmanites <laughs> who are marrying somebody from the class of 2019. <laughs> Maybe y'all only have just, one set of student loans in the household because I know Spelman ain't cheap. Yeah, (laughs) and I just saw a meme last week that said, you know, I had a young lady whose hair was flowing in the wind and had on the nice dress, and it said, go into Morehouse to find my debt-free husband. I'm like, girl, save save your time. Let me me save you 15 years of your life. Okay. (laughs) Go get your own coins, baby. That's right. Go get them. Go get them. So so this is our, our... our kind of maiden, uh, kind of maiden, kind of maiden, media maiden, media, <laughs> media. Because we did try this once before, we and we sort of did a couple of shows, and we were like, we couldn't get the rhythm right, and we couldn't get the timing right. Because you know, we're all respectively um, busy, but we knew we wanted to do this, and we and we kept coming back to this. This is this is this is necessary conversations that we're having. Uh, and it's not always going to be sort of like heavy handed. Some of it's just going to be straight up fucking crazy. Right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We the black hole and Kathy Lee plus one. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we, I think, too, it found us. Absolutely. I think it's a case of whether we wanted to get away from it or not. And I know I didn't. But I think it just kept coming back every time we would kind of move far away from it. Somebody would say, well, what about the podcast? Or we would just be sitting around talking about something that would be, wow, that would make an amazing, or this was a podcast episode that we didn't record. Right. (laughs) Right. Right. And so whether we're in a restaurant or on somebody's couch, like that, this just kept coming up because we keep having these conversations that range from the absurd to the really, really deep and personal. <laughs> like, and, and, you know, we're, we're all women who are going through something, whether it's children in transition, whether we've had a parent transition, yeah. like we're all experiencing these stages of life and we're doing them as, you know, doing these stages together as friends um, and friends who really want to be all kinds of things out in the world and trying and attempting to do those things. And it looks very different maybe than, than we thought it would look at this age, at each of our respective ages. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I was married for 15 years. You know, I, I did all the things that people, you know, I graduated high school, went to college, graduated college, had a career, did the corporate thing, had a very um, strong community organizing background, ran some nonprofits here. 
uh, was elected to office here, served on a gazillion boards here. <laughs> mm-hmm. And cannot get away from boards. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. And 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 made some bad decisions. You know, I, I uh, committed a felony. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a felon. Uh, went to federal prison camp. Um, turned my life upside down. This was a decade ago, so it's not yesterday, but it was a, <laughs> a little more than a decade ago. Uh, turned my life upside down and and caused me to sort of reinvent myself yet again. And so I'm on the other side of that and still reinventing myself as a, a single woman, um, a single woman who, who was about to have grown kids and, and giving up her big giant house for a smaller space and what that looks like and what and what's the next journey like um, on top of having health issues and on top of dating on top of not having a whole lot of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Anybody want to send us any money? Yeah, you're we'll more than welcome. We're not turning down any checks no, at all. Turn we might turn down some checks, but but not too I, many I checks. I don't know. I don't know about the I beginning. I don't know. Donald Trump wanted to write me a check. I don't think I'm going to take well, that. Yeah, all money ain't good money. money. All money ain't good money. There are exceptions to the money rule. Let's be clear. I, I, I don't know. I, I think I am still in a place of... For a minute, I knew what I wanted to do, right? And like you, Babs, although I didn't get married, I did the unbourgeoisie thing, right? Because I, I always was somebody who was ahead of the curve. And not necessarily intentionally. That was just who I was at that time. So, you know, I went to college. I left one school, went back to another, went back to T, finished A&T, you know, thought I was going to set the news world on fire. And for a hot second, I really did that. Um, You know, I trained other people in how to do this and they went on to do great things. Uh, I worked with a group of people who really made a difference in black radio. Um, But they did not understand why I couldn't follow. I had this child, right? And so they were men. And, you know, of course, when they were leaving their particular spouses, they had wives. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. But that's the truth. And, and so <laughs> me, I don't have that. So I've got this kid and I can't go and work for ten dollars an hour. God, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't have you want to send me somewhere and I don't have the support system that I need. So I can't jump up and, you know, say, okay, well, because at that time, my parents were also working. Everybody that I really would have trusted to keep my child was working or they were very involved in their own lives. So I had to back up, figure out how to do things another way. And I did. You know, I helped create newsrooms. I trained folk. Um, I, I did things differently. Got my kid through at least half a school. (laughs) And now, you know, that part is over and I'm good with that. You know, a lot of times people leave a career and they're not good with it. They don't want to transition out of it. But I'm good with what I did in radio. I don't have an issue with it. I'm very pleased. Um, But I think now my, my dilemma is, okay, so I'm 60, right? And what does that look like? I, and I know 
physically what it looks like. The Jadas and the, you know, and heck, my own mama, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Great who just had a birthday yesterday. She is now 80. And she's, I'm not going to say, but she's over 80. 80. something. <laughs> and, and, and rocks the high heels. And, and, and so we'll fabulous. Tell you that that oh my I gosh. cannot do. <laughs> and so, and so, so I know what stuff is supposed to look like, but I'm not sure is the road for me to get there. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm trying to figure out right now. You know, what is my road? Because like I said, when I was in my 50s, I said, okay, well, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to teach. I'm going to teach at a college. You know, by then the kid will be gone. You know, maybe I want to move down south. Maybe I want to, you know, I kind of had an idea. And now, you know, there's been so many changes. You know, I lost my father. I lost my cousins who were kind of like my bedrock and kind of like my guide star for a lot of stuff. Um you know, and just some of the decisions I've made have not been the best, but it's OK because that's how you learn. Right. And that's how you know what you are and are not going to be, you know. And so I'm good with that, but I'm still trying to decide where am I going to land? And I think that's the biggest piece for me in all of this. Mm-hmm. My transition is not so much that I'm not pleased with myself as to figure out what really is this big next move that I'm going to make or just little move or move period. And what changes are coming. And what changes are coming with yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that that's where I am. But And I love being 60. I didn't think 60 was going to be cool. 60 is <laughs> mad cool. cool. Oh, I think 60 is fabulous. It's hot. I love I'm, it. I'm looking forward to it in a few years. <laughs> as you should, as my you sister. Should. As, as you, you should. should. <laughs> you I, think, I think that's dope because you all are helping me to look forward to each age as it comes, right? Because you've taught me that, you know, you can be fabulous at, in all the next decades that are ahead, right? So that's, I have people in my life who who do that, but like, it's it's always great to have more, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and like you both, I'm, I'm in a, a career transition, a life transition as someone who is pushing 40, who is been single and no no prospects really in terms of what I thought would be long term relationships, mm-hmm. um, and and very very <laughs> comfortable with the idea that I I'm probably not gonna get married because now I'm like and I, I'm like mm, not sure if I'm interested in <laughs> like because it's really interesting because when you're in your when you're in your teens and your twenties like you're planning out your life right like like Babs laid out earlier you go to school right. you're supposed to get. You know, meet somebody at school, come out with that degree as well as that Mrs. Mm-hmm. degree. Like all of that was supposed to be the thing. So when that didn't happen, I, I went off to my first job and I literally went from college straight into my first job. And I, I was in Alabama for my first uh, professional <laughs> journalism gig. And I was like, I ain't trying to marry nobody down here. I don't care how cute you are, because <laughs> if I got to stay here with you and your mama, I ain't going to make it. <laughs> So, you know, just keeping people at arm's length and Mm. not trying to to be nailed down for any commitments. But I learned early in my like, oh, not early, but in my late 20s that I had fibroids. And that was a game changer as far as how my life would play out in terms of whether or not I could have children. Mm. And so ultimately, I made a decision where I won't ever have any biological children. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm not going to have any biological children, the the lens has shifted on whether or not I want to have children At so all. like all of these traditional avenues yeah i I'm, I'm jumping off the path just as fast as if it were the titanic <laughs> and, and now i've decided after 17 wonderful years as a print journalist i want to go do something different career-wise mm-hmm. too so my my life is 
in this exciting place of like change. Mm-hmm. And Is it change or discovery? Both. Both. I think it's both. Um, you know, I'm I'm living in a world now where my mother just passed this year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm living um you know, whatever dream I can dream at this point. Like and and the, the possibilities are mind boggling if not endless so i think that's a good i'm, ex- I, I'm i like that, that you're doing the sabbatical thing <laughs> I like you it know too. i think and 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 to do it at your age to yeah. do it as a younger woman yeah because um, i think i don't think we afford black women opportunity at any age at any to age. sort of pursue a desire or want well, or nothingness well you know because i, I <laughs> yeah, like or not to have some big you know, ambition because right. black women we stay climbing mountains right, yeah. right. like we we right. always have something to achieve people you know, I always want to know what's the next thing you're going to do. Well, you know, it's a nice place to say, I don't know. Not yeah, know. right. And, and feel comfortable with not knowing and saying, and well, we'll unfold when it gets there. That's great because when I was, and Babs, you too, when we were up and coming, you know, it was like the next thing. Oh, yeah. What was the next I mean, thing I'm going to do? I've done you know. so many next things. <laughs> you are, you're you know? a ma- mistress of, of reinvention, I think. I, You've I've had a multitude of jobs. You do so I many I think that's next cool things. because it keeps you flexible. Like the thought, at least a few years ago, um, when I was transitioning from a job to coming here to New Haven, like I had a little lull in between because I just I kind of left the last job abruptly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really was hoping that like that would be the moment. But I was too afraid to let go of journalism. Yeah. And I, I was yeah. hamstringing myself about what the possibilities are for what mm-hmm. I could do. Because, you know, I see people go out into the world who had a career in journalism and become something else so easily. And then we see people who falter, who don't yeah. actually transition well. So, like, there's that, I don't, I think there's a story out there um, about a gentleman who uh, I think was a sports reporter and, like, he was ending up cleaning toilets at a golf course. I was yeah. like, wait a minute. <laughs> like, you have, a, you have a whole skill. Wait, like, that, that is like, that will blow that your mind. Terrifying. And that will, that will shake you up. Like, and, and, you know, there's nothing I, wrong with I'm cleaning not toilets. Spin. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But I didn't, I didn't train for that. Right. <laughs> That's not, not what I trained for. Time doing I didn't that. spend all that money on an education to be doing right. that. I'm just saying. Right. Just but saying. now you see it differently. And now I see it differently. Differently. I see it differently because I he, he see might have a peace of mind that he didn't have before. And yeah. I, I think it's because, and, and this happens with so many careers, but I think journalists in particular, is that you you very much identify, like, as much as, you, like, you have these competing identities. When you're a journalist, like, when you tell people that, like, it means something to you as well as to them. Now, some, right. it might be a bad connotation to some people, but other people have a lot of revere for journalists. Right. And so you you feel like you work in an esteemed profession that is respected for, like, the things that it does. Like, it can change things. Like, it's a career that literally changes, changes people's things. lives. Yeah. So I was like, well, if I'm not changing lives, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> but now now I'm completely comfortable with, with being a recovering journalist yes. and, and, and being like, and I'm looking forward to when people ask me, like, what do you do for a living? Nothing. <laughs> like, I, I live for a living. And like, I know that's going like to get me so many Tommy. stuns. I, exactly. Like, Tommy, you ain't got no job. job. I don't. I'm what? Tommy and I don't have a I job. I don't have to work. And, and I've, I've been in that. I mean, I I was forced into a space of not having a job, uh, when you know when I when I when I um, went to a Danbury Federal Prison Camp, and when I came out, I couldn't get a job. Right, so I was without a job for like I don't know, maybe two years. I guess wow. you know it was a long time uh, that I didn't have a job. But you know, I had had money. Mm-hmm. I, was, I had money coming in, but um, you know, I was divorced, and so I had child support and I had other funds, but. 
I didn't have like a day to day kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is how I learned this whole social media game. I spent those years building my blog and getting to know people online. And this is why I know so many people online because so we were people. all bloggers. Yeah. I was a blogger mm-hmm. and I had yeah. two or three different blogs. I had a political blog. I had a personal blog. I had a, you know, I was a contributor to other blogs. And, and so that was so exciting to me. Like that really gave me a sense of community uh, that I didn't have while I was in this self-imposed exile moment. So, so, and I, and I, so podcasting is sort of like blogging to me, except yeah. in real time. Absolutely. Mm. So I, so I, I think that's why I'm drawn to it. Plus, plus I love to talk. <laughs> <laughs> love Babs. Love to- uh, and I love conversation. Like I love all kinds of conversation. So, so yeah, I mean, you know. Well, this, I think, I think my transition, cause it, it's funny that we are all in some way, shape or form in journalism, journalists, uh, you know, I'm as Bab says, I'm the traditional journalist. You were traditionally print. I was traditionally radio. And so I think one of my eye openers was going to an interview for a very large, well-known organization. And when they said to me, well, you know, that age old question, where do you see yourself in five years? <laughs> You know, and at that time, Charlie Rose wasn't in no shit, right? <laughs> so I said, <laughs> I said, I'd like to be the black female Charlie Rose. And you could hear a pin drop in that room. It's like, oh, wait a minute, black woman. Is this what you really think you can do? You think you're capable of being you're Charlie like, Rose? You're like, yes, I'm a black woman. What do you think? And everything. Exactly. I am every woman. Ass shaka. Ass shaka, right? <laughs> and all of a sudden, all the air went out the room. Dang. And I was like, okay, I've spent, I've given you all almost two hours of my life, right? Cause, and I make one statement that shows that you clearly aren't ready for that. Mm-hmm. And so the feedback that I got was like, well, you seem to be a little self-assured. What? Should I be less confident? And wow. I'm saying to myself, well, damn, y'all don't know how, did you look at my resume? Did you see what I've done? I think like, I got the right. I not be as I, I confident think I got in the my right skills? to be confident in what I'm doing. I mean, I and do anything else and well. ambitious. Like, what's wrong with having ambition? Because, like, if some white dude came in and, and said, said I, I want to be the next. And, in fact, I was in, I was covering a state legislative uh session right Mm -hmm. um and i remember various universities were there to testify like so officials from universities were there to testify about some given bill and one of the i think he might have been a vp from uconn Mm. um and there was a young man who was um an undergrad at uconn and so they just kind of struck up a conversation you know when you're a journalist you get to kind of observe people and listen to the stuff you're just (laughs) eavesdropping (laughs) and so i'm listening in on their conversation and so, you know, this this African-American VP asked this young white man, you know, well, what do you, you know, what do you see yourself doing in the future? He's like, well, he was trying to gauge, like, how much should I tell this guy about my future plans? But he mm-hmm. was like, all right, I'm game. So he tells the gentleman, he's like, you know, well, my immediate plans are to, after I finish my undergraduate degree, go off to graduate school. And I think he was t- said law school. He said, but my ultimate goal is to be the governor of the state of Connecticut. 
And nobody blinked an eye. And nobody, the, oh, they the might black have man applauded. Yeah. <laughs> but he applauded. Like, Dang. But like nobody would have said, oh, no, 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 young white boy. Right. <laughs> exactly. You've, you're you're too ambitious. I think you're too self-assured. Exactly. You're aiming a little too high. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and when I left there, and it was a beautiful facility, and I could see myself being there, right? Mm-hmm. You know, being in the studio and loving all of that, <laughs> that, that it came, you know, that came with it and you know, new equipment and just really enthusiastic, right? And when I left there, I said, you're not going to get that job. Mm. So now what? And I've been thinking about now what ever since. I'd like to do, one reason why I'm involved in in what I am involved in right now is because I want to do documentaries. I think I want to do very short little films. Um, Not anything huge, big, but small Mm -hmm. you know uh, because there's a lot of stories to be told and I think for me and coming back to the whole transition piece I I like being involved in this business because I get to tell stories Mm. you know not so much the truth telling anymore because I've been down that road you know I've popped different politicians you know and called folks out and you know done all that done all that already but I want to tell other stories because I think that they're important and they need to be told and you get a whole lot of communities that don't have that opportunity. Case in point, again, you know, just knowing Babs living in New Haven, be a New Haven native, and I'm being here so long, and neither one of us knew that there was going to be a HBCU here. All right. You know, it's like, never heard of it. I mean, I you could have knocked me over with a feather, you know, because I pride myself in knowing about, and that was one of the things I always said to my daughter, know about where you live know about your community yeah but that was a hard thing to know because yeah. they buried because they, they, they buried it they, they even buried it yeah. in that and we're talking about um the tell them we're rising documentary yeah. right and they and they didn't use year. it yeah no like it was it, it, it ended up on <laughs> the cutting room it. floor right, right. <laughs> so it's yeah. like yeah so there's stories to be told still yeah. so i'm thinking that there are some kind of ways that i can still tell stories and be involved in that but also i want to be you know I'm ready to have my split year. Hey. I'm ready for my clear port. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, you know, it's 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 really trying to figure out cuz the other thing about being this age too is is the mortality piece. Mm. You really start to think about your mortality and you really start to think about, you know, your care and how you take care of yourself and how healthy you're going to be and, you know, where where are you going to land in five years with your health, you know, and, and where do you want to be if things start to happen to you? So all of these are conversations I'm beginning to have with myself as well, you know, because you know, I'm healthy. I'm be healthy. Ain't nothing wrong. He's like, I look good in my I clothes when I look in the mirror. I win, you know, <laughs> and I get up every morning. Yeah. That's right. But then, you know. But then, you know, time. Shoulder hurts. Carrying all the crap in the pocketbooks and mm. the big gas bags, you know. Nobody told me when I broke my wrist that my fingers were going to be arthritic. From there on out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, nobody tells you. And so these are all the things that make you start to think about, okay, how am I taking care of myself and what am I going to do and, and, and plans about different things. So, you know, while I love being 60, there's a very real seriousness to it that I hadn't taken into consideration oh, before. And so this, my friends, is 
why we're doing this podcast to talk about all these kinds of things. Mm. The shenanigans, so the drinking, shenanigans. the dating. So much drinking. The dating. Not nearly enough dating. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Not, not, not enough dating. Not nearly enough dating. Not nearly enough sex. <laughs> That's gonna be. That's wow. gonna be. I, I'm waiting for those conversations. And, and oh, the Lord. world in which we live in, from politics <sighs> um, to the arts community, yeah. to uh, raising children to not raising children, to our youth, uh, to other women of color, to women in general, uh, all these things we want to talk about. Uh, that that uh, we are left out of these larger conversations um, in lieu of youth and and and. And, and and not only that, just but just for who we are, you know, so many times I think people look at black women, but they don't see us. Mm-hmm. That you know, we're very invisible all the time. Mm-hmm. Babs and I had a good laugh for about a year about how we sat on boards. And mm-hmm. we've spent like three hours in a room with your ass. Right. <laughs> and then we run into you on the street and, like, and you're like, mm-hmm. and they're like. They walk right past you. I don't see you. I don't see you. <laughs> I was like, and I'm you- the chair of the board. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hello. You know, I ran into some cat when I was in board chair schooner and he was like, oh, I do know you. I'm like, hey, yeah. Uh, yeah. I know. Well, so, that's, that's going to be really interesting for me because I'm stepping away from a job where I was hyper visible as a local reporter. Mm. Um, even I wasn't on television, but I, I was in so many places that people were like, how is this even possible? <laughs> <laughs> like, you are one person. How is it possible that you are everywhere? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I just yeah. am. <laughs> so like what it's going to be like to like step away from that uh, and and to be to be a regular person i which is i i got off the train today and i saw people (laughs) gathered in front of the board of education and you know what i almost did like run down there like what's going on i had to stop myself from crossing the street and then i had to stop myself from calling my old boss like it is like it's really hard gathering at yeah and you'd probably say yes i know because <laughs> it's my job to know it's no longer your job to know it's your job to do like everybody else does and to read and see it and go, past it. wonder what's going right. on i was like wow that, that is a transition it's really hard it's you know it's hard not to be nosy <laughs> it is it is because you know it was so funny a couple of years ago like two doors down from my mom's house this house caught on fire and it was a major fire because it's three family house. And if you don't know anything about New Haven, the boulevard in New Haven is one of our main streets. And it has some very old, grand three story houses. And this house was on fire. It's the first thing I do. I don't even work for Paul Bass. <laughs> I call Paul. <laughs> Paul, you should see this house on fire. I got pictures. You like, look at me reporting. What is this? And, and I'm like, wait a minute. Wasn't I on my way like to <laughs> Golf Street or going something? Going to mind my business. Going to mind my business. But that, but that just speaks to the interconnectivity of yes. this city. Yeah. And this town. Te- I mean, yeah. that's just what it is. Everybody's so connected to everything and. And uh, and so we are used to connecting to each other and sharing information. Seriously, yeah. I do it all the time. Like, Paul, do you, do you know that this is happening? So, so I, I hope Paul did know what was going. I'm pretty sure he did, but I, it was so hard for me. Luckily, I had all these things to do that I was like, I don't have time for this. Yes. <laughs> like, or get your priorities yeah. together. And by the way, for those who don't know, again, 
Paul Bass is the editor of the New Haven Independent, which is an online newspaper. Yes. So. Which I used to work. And Markeisha yeah. is freshly minted. Like seriously, <laughs> like as a Friday. From, as a Friday. As a Friday. So we hope that you'll, you'll find something in. interesting between the three of us and, and the guests that we who show up because we've got two other squad members who, you know, we will invite in periodically to hang out with us to just, you know, riff, riff with us and talk a little shit. And yeah. drink some brown a whole liquor. A lot of shit. <laughs> a lot of and shit. Maybe drink some liquor up in here and just really get into it. But we hope that you, we hope that whoever's listening to us will find this uh, this podcast meaningful and valuable and worth their time. Enlightenment. Uh, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to be enlightened, but I hope you be entertained. <laughs> hope you be entertained. I, I, I want you to be enlightened and entertained. Now, we're, how you get your enlightenment? <laughs> Up to you. Up to you. Up to you. And I we hope, hope you. you'll, you know, once we have some social media presence, we hope you'll interact with us. We hope you'll, yes. you know, share stories with us and uh, give us topics to talk about. You know, yes. we'll, we'll have, we'll, we'll we definitely be so. bringing things to the table. We know But so. we're sure you all have some yes. interesting things like, that you would love Like, when did you notice you had uh, gray pubic hairs? <laughs> But we're not going to talk we're about that We're not going to talk about that this episode. But we're going to get to it. <laughs> Have you ever faked an orgasm? We're not going to talk about it now. Not now. But well, what did you do when that date was not going oh so well? Oh, and have And when was the last time you were ghosted? <laughs> yes. Yes. I had to ask my kitchen, what the hell does ghosted mean? I was like, I don't know what that means. As the resident zennial, I, 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 I chime in. I was so helpful. I was like, what? <laughs> well, okay. we sent you the little video clip. I know, but I, I still... But she she I didn't still, even know what was going on. Right, though. she, she was like, still didn't get it. I didn't get it. I was like, what? Why is this? I don't get this. Why he leave? Like, Where did he go? <laughs> Ghosted. I was like, oh! <laughs> so those are some of the things that we can... And we'll talk about all the favorite all different places types we go. Of things. Yeah. All the favorite foods that we eat. Yeah. And all the good times that we have. Absolutely. And we hope that you just hang out with us and uh, spend time. Uh, we're, we're all smart. We can, we, can, <laughs> we, can, we can do the highbrow bougie shit just yes, like anybody else. like everybody else. And we can go very, very low. <laughs> <laughs> just like everybody else. <laughs> get, you a, get you some ma'ams who can do both. Yeah. <laughs> and look good doing it. Hey. <laughs> we'll do our best. So, uh, thank you for our first episode. Yay, thank Yay. you for your first episode. I feel, I feel pretty, pretty, pretty damn good. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kev. Thanks, Kev. Kev. Deuces. Till next time. Peace.